Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is... Now, the OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. With me today is Chef Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Josh Conrad cannot be found. He is in Aruba. He's living his best Beach Boys life song. Um... He's, he said yesterday he was going to hop on a tractor, Travis, somewhere on the island, like some groundskeeper at his hotel. Uh, clearly, it didn't work. It doesn't have the same impact as raking leaves in his own backyard, Travis, because the Jets lost in a stunning fashion to the Dolphins. Uh, what were your thoughts, Travis, coming out of that loss? Um, I mean, you know, we talked you know, the past couple of weeks about um, not not getting too down and too invested, but you know I, I watched the whole game again, um, mm-hmm. and you know I, I think for for some bizarre reason, like I I still felt like I was like man, we're still in this game, we're still we're you know we're still looking good, but I think it was because I was really hyper focused on the rookies. I was hyper focused on my dude. Bryce and, mm-hmm. and MC2. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 
it was it was a it was a it was a, it was a shit bag of a game. But uh, you know, looking looking at what you know, I don't I, I think it's it's not a newsflash of like holy shit, Elijah Moore is really good. Um, but but just you know, seeing that and seeing Carter like breaking off those big runs and um, seeing the offensive line play a little bit better, you know, with LDT mm-hmm. back there, you know, I. I kind of came out more positive than, you know, I was watching, I was talking to other Jets fans on Twitter and in my text messages and I was watching post game pressers and I was like, why am I feeling better about this game than everybody? I feel like that's, that's never the case. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think once you realize, you know, the ship has sailed on the season and, you know, wins don't, aren't the, um, the most granular way you should be looking at whether this team is successful or not, that there's more granular ways to look at wins and losses, then it gives you a better perspective, right? So yeah, when you see Michael Carter rip off a 39 yard run or, you know, just make, make some plays that's helpful. And that's, that's a, you know, heartening to the team. I obviously we don't know as of taping kind of Monday afternoon, what, Michael Carter's situation is with his ankle, but one would expect it's going to be a sprain of some kind. He's probably going to miss some time. We can guess, uh, you know, when they say day to day, they mean week to week when they say week to week, they mean month to month. So hopefully he doesn't miss too much time, but he's a valuable part of this, of this offense. He's a good option to you know make some one cut runs and occasionally, uh, he didn't really get used in the passing game yesterday, but certainly could be value in the passing game. Uh, you know, Ty Johnson saw a little bit more work. Tevin Coleman saw some work, but basically they they got very few targets. Most of the targets yesterday, as you said, went to Elijah Moore. He had the team high with 11 targets, eight receptions for 141 yards, one touchdown with a long play of 62 yards. This is the Elijah Moore we thought we were going to get. This is the guy who basically fended off DK Metcalf and um, shoot. Who else did he play with in college? Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm blanking, but you know, he, he had a uh, tough what's time. What's his name in Tennessee? Uh, his oh, roommate. Uh, um, yeah. AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Thank you. AJ so, Brown. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, those are <laughs> DK Metcalf and AJ Brown are probably, you know, if you were to rank young receivers in the NFL, they would be in the top five with, you know, Jamar Chase and some other guys, Uh, you know, for Elijah Moore to have carved out a role with players as um, effective and valuable uh, at at a program like Old Miss, that says something. And so we're starting to see what he can do. And you're right. You know, the biggest piece, of course, that we're missing here is we're just stringing along games until Zach Wilson can get back out there And it's unclear whether he'll play this week coming up against Houston or not. But from what we've seen from AVT, from what we've seen from Elijah Moore, from what we've seen in limited capacity from Michael Carter, these are players that were drafted with the whole intent of supporting Zach Wilson. Um, And they're doing their job. Zach Wilson, obviously, hasn't been able to be out there due to his injury, but one would hope by the time Zach Wilson gets back in the game, uh, someone like Elijah Moore can help carry him because right. We've seen some moments of pure, you know, sublime greatness from, from Zach Wilson, but yeah, we also need him checking down the ball to Michael Carter too. So, so yes, I mean, as you think about this, 
do you feel like it's when you, I don't know, my, my hope is that the time on the sideline has been helpful for Zach Wilson. When he gets back out there, do you think he'll be able to take the necessary steps that he needs to do, play boring football, do those sorts of things? Um, you know, I, I think I, I think the time on the bench and seeing that that you know these these uh, how, how important it is to get the ball out quick. You know, the, a lot of the the little things that he wasn't doing. Obviously, it takes time to get to you know kind of you know, that's a mechanical thing. That's it takes a little bit of time. There's muscle memory and stuff, but um, you know, hopefully. But I think one of the biggest uh, biggest things, uh, big pluses in his corner on that are. You know, just just looking at the the game that that Lafleur's calling. I mean, he's he's create you know you, he's created all these little new wrinkles and a lot of things that he was doing. That's why I keep saying like it's pretty much the same offense he was calling. Mm-hmm. There's 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 some little differences in there. Now, is he going to be able to keep those little differences in there with you know a different quarterback? I, I would hope so because he's kept them in there for three different ones over the past you know three four weeks. Um, I just hope that, that Wilson can capitalize on because we can see that, you know, these guys are getting open. We talked about that at the beginning of the season that, you know, there's, there's guys open all over the field and just not getting the ball to them. And hopefully, you know, these little wrinkles have, have, you know, created a little bit better opportunity for him and, and, you know, what, what he can do with the skill set where it's at. Yeah. I, I hope that that will be the case that he'll be able to insert into this offense and use um, the pieces that LaFleur has put there, right? When you have three other quarterbacks proving that, hey, it, it can be done with Keelan Cole and, you know, some of these other players that are Jameson Crowder and, and these kind of players that are in there, uh, one would hope that Zach Wilson can learn from that and apply that when, when it's time for him to get back in the game. Obviously, though, not in the game, just some brutal self-inflicted wounds in this game I mean, between... Oh, I definitely pulled my hair out a couple times. Oh, I mean, between, you know, the, the timeouts that we saw, you know, in the early part of the third quarter, uh, you know, where they were basically... The first one was a substitution error, and um, the second one was an eligible lineman getting into the into the formation late. Um, you know, th- those are painful. That certainly help, you know, hurts you in the fourth quarter when you're trying to either, you know, stay in the game or come back. Uh, and then the penalties, right? I mean, Bryce that Hall. One on, on JFM, I mean, that was yes. horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Bryce Hall had made a great play, uh, but then JFM, right, basically negated that play by Hall um, because of, yeah, because of rushing the pass or roughing the pass, excuse me. Yep. Uh, CJ Mosley, I think he he somehow thought he was Ashton Davis for the day. Um, <laughs> forgot forgot how to, to take angles on plays. I mean, it was it was really bizarre, like some of the self-inflicted wounds that happened and some of the the play from some of the people that you wouldn't expect it out of. Yeah, and you know, so you, you have that. I mean, you had the the Quinn and Williams, you know, they so he sacks. Um, you know, to, uh, you know, and then, and then there was the, the holding call and Pinnock and, you know, that basically, you know, those two plays effectively, you know, sealed the game, you know, for the dolphins, cause it allowed their drives to continue, allowed them to score. And, you know, it, you can see in the post game press conference, Robert Sala. And one of the things we were, we were talking about before the show started, Travis is, he has made statements saying that, listen, you know, these are grownups. I'm going to treat them like grownups. Um, 
and I respect that. And I, but at the same time, if you are going to take a whole half of the spectrum of emotions off the table that you could otherwise use to motivate your team, uh, is that effective or ineffective? As a person, I'm asking you, as a person who manages people, is it sometimes good to lose your shit with with people a bit, or you know, can that have a a positive effect in the long term, or is it only negative? I actually had to put this in perspective to uh, my HR person one time. Um, I uh, I had had a bunch of, of newer staff come on, and uh, at this point in my career, and and I hadn't hired all of them, so it was it was a, a situation where they were falling into habits from other jobs and from other responsibilities. And, and, you know, I, I tried the, you know, the, my, my normal management style of like kind of the same thing of, of Salas talking about, like you're, you're an adult, you know, what needs to happen. It's the finer tuned details that I'm here to, to help you with because it's, you know, the, the details that make something good. Great. And, you know, those things, those little things always build up when they're not being done. And, and I went off on a couple of, couple of these, these people and, uh, you know, the HR was not very happy. They went to HR and, and we were sitting down and we did like a follow-up like a month later. And, um, I asked them, I was like, so since I went off on these people, you know, that you weren't very happy that how I handled it, how have they, how's their performance been? And they were like, Oh, uh, it's completely turned around. I was like, exactly. I mean, there, there comes a point where you, you, you can, you can turn these positives into a negative. I call them, I call them come to Jesus. I mean, yeah. like I, I had a manager, like when I was young, that's what he, that's what he was called. And that's, you know, and it, it, it works in certain situations, but I mean, my thing is like in those situations, when you present them with how poorly they are doing and how badly this is affecting all the people around them, it's it's they're either going to immediately go oh shit and start fixing things or you know that they don't need to be here yeah it's it's interesting because there's this idea i mean i'm not a um a psychologist or anything like that but i i am familiar with this idea of random reinforcement or i guess you could also say like random punishment and and i'm not saying that that's a way you should act but if people do know that there's a wide range of reactions that could happen in a given thing, like, you know, on a random reinforcement side, it might be someone's just doing their job and you, you know, you give them a pat on the back or you, you know, give them a little, you know, financial reward or something like that, you know, that's more helpful and more effective than like someone did a big, you know, a big massive project. They were the hero on a thing. And then they, you know, they get a, a reward for that. Like that random reinforcement can actually be better and drive better consistent results. And I would imagine the inverse is true of that too, right? If you're just going along your day-to-day life and then you have a tiny, you know, mess up and then your boss flies off the handle at you or, you know, really puts you through the ringer on a thing, like that could be really effective because you're like, oh man, I don't want to mess up like that again. I better make sure I, you know, keep everything together. And so like the truth is, right, we're dealing with a wide variety of skilled players, right, who have, you know, first round, you know, top 10, top five talent, all the way down to players that are undrafted free agents who make it, you know, hundreds of times 
through the opportunity to be drafted only to, you know, fall outside that window. Um, and so that is a wide spectrum of, uh, of types of people. And then, and, and then, also right, maturity you levels. young, sorry, say that again. Maturity levels. They were getting ready right, to say, maturity, like people that yeah. are young, you know, they, they, you know, you've got, you've got people on the team that are literally 23, 24 years old. I mean, they're, there has to be, you know, some some level of discipline or like understanding of consequences there. And like, I'm not saying, you know, I am very easygoing as a manager. Like, I don't get to these situations unless I'm pushed to not having any other options. But, you know, it, it's it's definitely a thing. But, you know, somebody like CJ Mosley, you don't have to go off on him. Right. Yeah, I, I guarantee you he's going to be harder on himself than than you are. But, you know. Uh, Isaiah Dunn, maybe not. Um, you know, who knows? Right. Ashton Davis, you probably need to say something to that dude. <laughs> right. And so, so I think that's the thing where it's just, uh, I mean, I respect his ideas and his choices here and how he's going to come into coaching. But you see who he is and you see who he was on the sidelines as a defensive coordinator. And I understand you have to evolve. You have to move up into his new role at the same time. My hope is that he's not cutting off a whole set of, uh, you know, ways he could motivate players or get attention, you know, you know, during the week in, in meetings or on a Sunday um, by just, you know, whatever. And then, and then we see what we see in that press conference was basically a guy who's kind of slumping into the room and resigned to what's happening and, you know, you know, promising to get to things be, cleaned up and whatever, right? It's like now, be honest, now you're every other head coach. There's there's an extent of that, you know, like management. You know, it's it's a tool bag. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of the times I don't have to get to the yelling point because I play. I, 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 they call it like some of my staff call it sad dad management. Like it's like <laughs> I am just, I'm disappointed. Not mad, I'm disappointed. Yeah, yeah, and like <laughs> some people like you destroy them by saying that right like just them seeing you dejected and you and you and you telling them that it's because of them that is a huge thing like that is that is another tool i mean you gotta have multiple tools in your pocket and that's what you're talking about you know it's it's i don't feel like you you you're well i feel like he's completely limiting himself and taking away and saying these emotions are off the table or these reactions are off the table um, in multiple ways. Um, and, and one, like, it's just, you've got less tools on how to deal with this kind of stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas city, go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Last I heard, we're a couple weeks away yet from Mackay Becton. I, I don't think there's an update on what his status is for uh, for Houston. Certainly, he would be a help, but at the same time, it's, it's like- conditioning at this point. Like I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter get mad. Like uh, there was somebody put out a report that was like, like Mackay Becton out of shape, uh, coming back from uh, from injury, and I was like, are you saying that the big man that couldn't stand up? and run because his leg was messed up is out of shape and you're mad about it because that kind of makes sense (laughs) right i mean what are you supposed to do this is a this is a massive human and and i believe last week when he addressed the the matter robert salas said you know this is an extraordinary human in terms of his size it's going to take him a while to get his conditioning back um and so you know we we just have to you know be patient and not rush him back, which is absolutely the right approach. At the same time, lower body injuries have a tendency to um, propagate other lower body injuries, like, you know, maybe compensatory injuries for the first one. Um, So, you know, so they should be careful. Um, But again, like at that size, at that weight, it's going to be really hard for him um, to stay on the field. And, and then once he, if he ever is injured, especially if it's a lower body situation to then remain on the field. So, um, you know, I, I really, I really would love to see the jets put him in a program where they find a way as insane as it sounds to get 40 to 50 pounds off him. Because I think if he could do that in an off season, he's more likely to stay more durable to stay on the field. And then, right. If there are, you know, uh, little injuries, tweaks that come up or whatever, it's not as devastating from, from kind of a, a an ongoing, you know, standpoint here. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, he's amazing and he's a mauler when he's on the field, but when he's on the field is, is the problem at this point. With yep. Exactly. So, so they've got the Houston Texans coming up, which, uh, Hey, Houston Texans beat the te- uh, Tennessee Titans, so I guess we better t- pay attention. Oh wait, the Jets also beat the Tennessee Titans. So transitive properties, we are like kings, right? Yeah, yeah. I think you know we're both going to the Super Bowl according to that. Yep. So I went, I went to Football Outsiders just to look at how the Jets and Houston Texans are ranked. So going into Week Eleven, obviously this doesn't account for the data of Week Eleven. It's not all crunched yet. Um, Houston was the thirtieth ranked team. 
the Jets were the 31st ranked team. 32nd is, is Atlanta. But um, both – so the Houston Texans actually have a mediocre defense. Jets were um, league worst in defense. And then in terms of offense, Houston has the worst 32nd to the Jets' 26th ranked defense. So, so the point here is um, this is going to be – this game will be won or lost by the Jets' ability to um, overcome Houston's defense – um, and basically the Jets defense not playing league worst. If they can just not play a league worst defense uh, against against the Houston Texans, then they should be okay. But ultimately it's going to come down to the Jets offense. So um, let's hope that Zach Wilson comes back. Let's hope that he's healthy. Let's hope that um, Michael Carter is, uh, is, is able to make it back. I, again, I'm not expecting that he'll be able to play this weekend, but he certainly would be a boost. Um, Anything you're looking at other than your Thanksgiving dinner um, uh, leftovers Oof. during uh, during <laughs> during uh, during this week in the lead up to Houston? Anything you're kind of hoping or expecting? You know, whether it's Becton or Wilson or you, something else. You know, I'm, I'm I'm less worried about the the running backs. I mean, I think Ty Johnson has has done a great great job. Um, if if it was if we were relying on it being Michael P. Ryan, you know, filling in, I'd be a little. <laughs> little more worried um yeah you know uh elijah moore is breaking out uh that that makes me very 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 enthusiastic um about the way the offense is going uh you know i think you know you and i were talking prior to uh, us getting actually starting to record uh you know i think it really is going to boil down to the the kind of the if, if zach wilson can capitalize on the way lafleur has started to call games and the the, the wrinkles uh, that he has kind of put into these these existing existing play calls. Like I don't, it's not, nothing that would confuse Wilson. But if it's if he can if he can capitalize off of it, if he can, you know, be a little quicker getting the ball out, if he can see these open receivers, because we've talked all season. You know, a lot of these guys, it's not that they're just now becoming open. Like when Wilson was in there, mm-hmm. we would see these plays where Elijah Moore was downfield completely open. Um, um, Nobody said anything about Denzel Mims over the past like two weeks. Is he is he still hurt or is he all right? Like I don't even COVID. know. Like he was COVID. Um, well, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He's COVID. COVID, and then also yeah. like with Elijah Moore bursting out. I don't. I think he's 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 an afterthought at least for like right now. Nobody's worried about that. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's some of the biggest stuff. I mean, uh, I really hope to see Brandon Eccles back uh, over the next couple games. Uh, you, you re, one of the things I really did notice was uh, the amount of good that he does on the field uh, because you never hear his name anywhere as much as you heard Dunn's name during that game. Mm. It was always something bad, or he would, or you would see him, you know, at the end of the play, or you know, just you know, just not in the right place, uh, you know, like just just so close to being able to make a play but not there. And I, I think having him back will be a little bit better for the secondary. Um, but you know, we're the defense. I've just really kind of given up and just, just hope for, for, uh, watching, you know, the, the cornerbacks really kind of progress, uh, the, the linebackers and safeties are, you know, it's just a, it's going to be a shit show. I thought it was, I, I'm really glad that, uh, they, they benched, uh, Gerard Davis and put, uh, Quincy Williams in there. I thought linebacker play was a little bit better with him in there, but not much. Um, so that's, that's kind of the stuff I'm looking at, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would love it. I would absolutely love it if um, if Denzel Mims could come back and contribute. But you know, the longer he goes and the longer he makes no 
ostensible, you know, contributions to this offense, the less and less likely it is that he ever breaks out. I mean, he, I don't know, he gets one more year in my books. Cause that's kind of the, you know, the way it works with wide receivers is um, if it doesn't happen by year three, it's probably never going to happen. Um, not to say that it never does happen. I mean, there were certainly some late bloomers, but those are the exceptions as opposed to the rule. When you look at players like Elijah Moore, when you look at players like Jamar Chase, when you look at players, uh, you know, like, like AJ Brown, Ayuk, you know, all these guys who come out and then they come in and step in and immediately make contributions, uh, you know, that has value. Denzel Mims certainly had some splash moments in his rookie year, uh, but those were few and far between largely. And so, man, yeah, as much as, as much as I want it to happen, the longer it goes, you know, just the, the clock is counting down. And so, especially, so especially when you have a player come in early and make those contributions as a rookie, like it only ups the likelihood. And call uh, it the the Herndon trajectory. Right. (laughs) We're still waiting. Yeah. We're still waiting on that one. I mean, but that is one interesting thing about tight ends is many of them, I shouldn't say, all of them, but many of them do never break out until like they're basically age 27 in, in, yep. in the professor ranks because so much of what they do, there's two things that they're doing, right? They have to know all the routes, you know, just like a receiver. So they've got that, you know, that work to do. Then they also have to know all the calls and the blocks for the line. Um, and so that, you know, basically doubles their, their, you know, their workload. So other than like a quarterback, you know, there's really no one else on the field that has to know the offense as well as they do. Yep. So, so it takes time for tight ends to, to break out. So, yeah. So while, while we're still waiting on Chris Herndon to break out in Minnesota, um, it is hard and it does take time. Um, and so if you can do it as a, as a youngster, you know, like we're seeing with, you know, someone like Kyle Pitts or you know, whatever, like that only ups your, you know, the likelihood that you're going to have a long stay in the league. But I mean, Cal Pitts is, I mean, he's like Dustin Keller, right? Like, do you remember Dustin Keller? Like, Oh yeah. I, I, Dustin Dustin Keller, Keller. I loved him. Like how much did he actually block? Like he was spending a lot of time, at least in his rookie year, um, you know, in the slot, as I recall, I'd have to go back and look at all the, the numbers and stuff. And then he had to learn to block to kind of stay on the field. Um, but they were they were putting him at least at that point in that offense in the late you know two thousands, you know they they were putting him in the slot so that he could he could effectively just you know rack up yards. Uh, on the uh. flip side, though, you look at somebody like uh, Mo Ali Cox for uh, mm-hmm. the, the Colts. Dude didn't even play football in college. He went to VCU, right. you know, right there in Richmond. Uh, right, no he's like a power forward, dude. dude. Yeah, center. Dude, yeah, he was he was yeah, he was a center. Uh dude comes out of basketball, uh no football experience outside of high school. Um and uh just starts contributing and he's been he's been on the Colts for what like 5 yeah, years three, now? Yeah, yeah, at least 3 years. Yeah, if not yeah. five, I can't remember. So Cuz he was on one of the the VCU teams that went deep in uh uh the NCAA playoff. Oh, uh, for Smart. If I remember right. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Yep. Well, hey before we go, Travis, what are you thankful for? And it can be Jets um, related, it can be work related, it can be family related. What are you What are you thankful for? Um, I mean, I, I say this quite often. I am I am eternally thankful for my Dodgers. My my sports life would be an utter just shitbag <laughs> hell, piece of shit, horrible existence. I mean, <laughs> um, 
every year they they you know they give me something at least to hope for something to stand on like okay we're gonna be good you know the, the Knicks this year you know like came out strong they've been mm. kind of just fuddling mm. along now um, yeah you know I'm not even gonna start talking about hockey I, I, this this might be the first time in my life I'm gonna switch a team um, uh, I've been a Buffalo Sabres fan my whole life oh my. Um, and I'm finally like, I, I might, I might switch over and become an Isles fan. Like, I don't know. Like I've never switched over a team, but I'm, I might have to do it for, for the first time ever. I'm a pretty committed guy, but yeah, I mean, the, the Jets, state to uh, the other, I, I mean, yeah. Alexander McGillney does not currently play for the Buffalo Sabres. So yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Isles yeah. are hot. Yeah. Isles or or hot, shit's hand. <laughs> <laughs> I love Always that. Dude. Good. Yeah. Satan saves. Um, um, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm thankful man. for my Dodgers. Nice. Uh, what am I thankful for? I am thankful uh, that I have a, a uh, yeah, this is this is sappy and lame, and I can't think of anything else, so I'll just go with the default. I'm thankful that I have a great family. I have an awesome life. I have three awesome kids um, who are, you know, getting older by the day. My two daughters, uh, both, they have they have November birthdays. So, uh, my middle one just turned 10 and it's just like, Oh my God, like what Holy happened? Crap. That makes it's me funny. Feel old. I know it makes me feel old too. Yeah. It, it's funny. I said to her on her birthday, she came downstairs and we were making her breakfast. She like wanted, she wanted biscuits and gravy for breakfast, Travis. And I, I, I have nice. become proud. a biscuit master. I've become a biscuit master. I'm going to share my recipe with you sometime. Uh, but anyway, so, so I said, it, I said, Ava, like, I am so thankful for you. You, 10 years ago, there was a miracle um, that happened on this day. Uh, Tim Tebow was a rookie who beat the Jets <laughs> on a Thursday night game. <laughs> I was like, Andy, you were born. Andy, you were born. Uh, and she was, she was like, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Dad. Uh, so, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, I'm real thankful for a uh, healthy, awesome family, but uh, hopefully everyone else is thankful for something, even if it's not the Jets, e- even if it's just the Jets rookies, but th- hopefully you're thankful for your family and friends um, um, for a, a GM who seems to be getting the team on the right track, even if it's going to take a while. Um, we're thankful for you. Um, if you're thankful for the play like a jet, feed please be sure to rate and review the feed and go find all the goodness that scott and the gang are putting up in terms of shirts and merch and, and all the good stuff so so go find that hope everybody has a great thanksgiving hope the jets have a good game this coming weekend against the houston texans and we will see you hopefully with travis who will be hung over from his time uh, in aruba next week thanks you mean josh i wish i was hung over well no i don't wish i was hung over but still <laughs> you wish you were hung over in aruba being hung over yeah exactly being hung yeah. Over in aruba is a whole other thing oh yeah all right thanks everybody have a good one judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.